Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... Crime biopics. Yes, true crime. For for one week, <laughs> we've become a true crime podcast. It had to happen. Yeah. It had to happen well, at one we point. Saw the, we saw the analytics. Yeah. And we saw the numbers that mm. those... Uh, those people who have a favourite murder, um, which is weird, honestly. Yeah, it is weird um, that they have a favourite murder. Yeah, and we saw those people who uh, get lost looking for podcasts yep. uh, and need directions. And we said they're getting a lot of listens. Yep, they're getting a lot of listens. And uh, just, just the Crime Files bit yeah. from uh, Atletico Mints. Yep, that's it. Um, yep. And we uh, we decided to see... We saw all the, the numbers that they were doing. Oh, yeah. And we thought, well... Now's as good a time as any. Episode 363 or something, yeah. whatever it is. <laughs> We're coming up to a, a an episode where you can listen to one episode a day yep. and it would take, take you a, a year. year. <laughs> and um, uh, we thought, now's as good a time as any to pivot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's, let's pivot to, to, to true crime. Um, so we're going to be talking about murderers, thieves, arsonists. Criminals. All of which... We have thankfully had you make up for us. Yes. Yeah. Um, we're going to be sticking away from true crime. Yep. Yeah. yeah you, we want you. To, we we asked you to give us fake criminals for us to buy up <laughs> to make biopics about, and and give us fake criminals. You did. You could call this a false crime podcast. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but you could. Yeah. <laughs> so without further ado, let's just get on with it. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's pitch some movies. So from Connor Cleon Clark, we've got Oi mate! <laughs> Oi mate! Oi mate! Come back here! Is this is this a, an East London gangster that's been done for being a public nuisance? Ah, uh, maybe. But it feels like okay. Do we do we up the stakes? Like, because Oi mate is that point, right? Which you know you're in trouble. Oh yeah, no. Right? If, if if you're in London, if you hear Oi, yeah. You're done for. Yeah, you're fucking like dead. I had a dream the other night where I had to say oi to someone. <laughs> and of course I, you did. It felt like the most powerful thing I'd ever done. Yeah. No, like, like there is there is something behind saying oi. There's power in the word oi. Yeah. And I think it was someone was harassing a waiter. Yeah. Like they were like just being they they were just it was what it was was like a, a, a kind of like brain fart of my own experience as a service staff. Yeah. Um, and and just like dealing with like problem customers, mm. and then just imagining if someone else had been like, "Oi, yeah, <laughs> the power in an oi." That that is it is true, isn't it? Yeah. Like if you, I've only said it like <laughs> maybe three times in my life yeah. and meant it. Yeah. Like the rest has just been oi as a joke. <laughs> yeah. But, like, when someone's really pissed me off and yeah. they're getting away or something like that, yeah. like, oi! Yeah. Like... I, I think we go with a sort of... Um, the kind of, like, urban mysticism of 
someone who could just be sat there and you don't know who it is they're they're, com- they're kind of on, on, an anonymous yeah. in the situation they're in so you know sitting waiting for a haircut mm. in this like big barber shop where they're sort of sitting against the wall and then someone comes in with a with a knife and is like give us the money in the till i like i like this um there's a film called let him have it yeah which is about the true story of uh, i think he was the the last person to be sentenced to the death penalty okay um, and it was sort of up for debate as to what he meant because it was about this guy who shot a police officer yeah. and he was just an accomplice who said, let him have it, Chris. And the it in a court of law, right. they were just like, what did he mean by that? Yeah, was he... it let him have the gun yeah. or let him have... Let him have it. Yeah. Yeah, shoot him. Yeah, that's, like, that's the thing. Give, so, him, give him both barrels. Yeah, it, it could be like... Oi, mate! Like, that's yeah. that's the thing that this guy said. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, wait, hang on. <laughs> um, like, yeah, I, I feel like... Oh, you, you think... Yeah, you're, you're, you're thinking this person is like... Yeah, I suppose it makes sense. The, um... Someone with such a powerful oi. Yeah. That they, they are in... They're just waiting for something. And someone cuts in line. Yeah. And then he goes, Oi! Yeah, or just something. I think "oi mate" is something that can be like when written down in a court of law. Yeah, it can be sort of like. It doesn't. Feel was he like trying a to call his friend, or yeah. was he trying to <laughs> was he trying to threaten the? Yeah. So we we have a sort of like uh, we have a detached sort of like police investigation yeah. into this outsider, and the idea is that we have multiple reconstructions of the same thing. Yeah. We've got a court case going on, multiple reconstructions of the same moment, mm. but one of them is like, oi, mate, as like kind of like, you know, yeah, oi, yeah. mate, and the other is like, oi, mate. mate. And it's like, yeah. and, and, and like, the, at this point, the till is open. Yeah. Right? There's money um, uh, in the thing, and he's holding a pair of scissors. Yeah. Because uh, he's picked him off off the, gr- <laughs> off the ground. In, in some in some versions, he's picked him up because they got dropped. I love how we didn't establish that this was in a restaurant, <laughs> but thanks to your dream, now it is. I was <laughs> thinking, I was thinking of barbers. But, oh, okay, like, all know, right, like, yeah. I mean, that's something with, with with sharp objects, but also yeah. knife restaurant could work yeah i'm just thinking about like somewhere where there's a there's a, a till you know there's a yeah, there's a yeah. there's some money to be there's stolen some money to here. be stolen yeah um and i think what um one of the ma- one of the um it's kind of like a kind of weird uh rushamon like the the last duel that kind of thing where you get different perspectives yeah. from different people yeah. so so the guy um the guy who's uh on the block, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, he he walked up to the cashier and just went, "Oi, mate!" Like, yeah. like quite innocently. Yeah. But he had a knife in his hand. <laughs> yeah. Realised yeah. he had a steak knife in his hand. And the and the kind of the, the guy uh, the 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 server was like handing over um, stuff. Yeah. Meanwhile, the um, the the owner is in the back. Mm. And is expecting a visit from like the protection racket, like the mob. Yeah, yeah. Right. So comes out with like more money yeah. and just pile or a bag, mm. right? And like this guy's a delivery driver. Yeah. It's his first day as a delivery driver. He's come to pick up some food. Yes. So he goes. He goes in like 
and um, like the argument of one side is like you know they you know he he used that as a cover to get in and, 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 and right because I'm trying to get my head around why someone would just go oi mate and then and then like <laughs> everyone sort of give him money and then he walks off with the money yeah um, that would be why yeah he gets like oh I didn't, like at the time I didn't think anyone would be yeah. paying I thought yeah. it would just be done online or whatever yeah, yeah. but old fashioned they, they, no, old they, fashioned joint they just they just handed me a bag yeah I thought it had the food in it yeah until I got down the road I thought it had the food in it and, <laughs> and yeah and then another person just like the waiting staff they're just like he can't, he grabbed me by the scruff <laughs> of my neck and went oh he mate and there's the money yeah. that kind of thing and the, the only thing that sort of keeps the, 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 the thread together yeah. is this oi mate yeah, like what yeah, does yeah. it mean because the, the cashier doesn't want to be seen as like jumping at shadows yeah um, uh, but also like when he pulls out and the mob go, uh, mob find out that he's like taken this this protection money mm. they're after him so he's driving off he sees he doesn't see the police that are coming, yeah. But he does see the mob who he is, who he's been. We've previously int- introduced in a, in a in a scene. He knows, yes, someone who is like dangerous goes so into his local. When we cut to the manager's story, we start with the mob bit, yeah, and then, exactly. And then sort of end with the with the oi mate kind yeah, of thing yeah, yeah, and yeah. What, what happens afterwards. I kind of like that. It might yeah. make a better play, yeah, um, or a short, yeah, like definitely, definitely work, yeah, like. Uh, again, it depends. Like, if it's a short or a feature, depends how many perspectives we're exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, depends how busy the restaurant yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, the middle, the the second act is mostly is is mostly just bystanders. Yeah. Um, who have their own shit going on. Yeah. One of them's having an affair. Doesn't want to be. Uh, doesn't want to be seen as a. Uh, no. As, as as doesn't want to give any testimony because he'd, he'd have to admit to being there yeah um, like there's a whole there's a whole there's probably about 30 minutes too much of this movie yeah yeah probably <laughs> I like I always like pitching the flaws <laughs> You're also going for what they're going to say in reviews yeah. as well. Like, it's too much, I think. Um, I'm going to cast Stephen Graham as the all you mate guy. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm casting uh, Nick Frost as the um, as the East London gang, uh, yeah, the gang mafia boss. man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, waiter uh, Anya Taylor Joy. Sure. Yeah. And uh, the manager, um, who, who's a good uh, Simon Pegg if you like Simon yeah, Pegg yeah, yeah. They, they have a scene together the yeah, manager no, he makes the, a nice middle managing sort of sort of, yeah. sort of looking guy yeah he does he did well he did it well in um, oh what was it called the thing that I'm still waiting for a second season of that's the a go- weird title ghost, ghost investigation <laughs> <laughs> would, would be good though yeah, wouldn't yeah, it, yeah, it would make a good. first season that is just called the thing I'm still waiting for a second season of uh, Truth Seekers <laughs> yes that's the one that's the one Lawrence Fishburne is the police Lawrence Fishburne is the police he's all of them he's <laughs> Sting yeah. is also the police. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne and, and Sting. <laughs> Sting and uh, Lawrence Fishburne. They're they're, um, <laughs> they're a double act. Yeah, in this. Yes. Sting, <laughs> well, you say double, double you know, only in that it's Lawrence Fishburne and a load of clones of Lawrence Fishburne. Like what? it's Sting and the Lawrence Fishburnes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. So there's yeah. several Lawrence Fishburnes and yeah, then yeah. Sting. There's a few, yeah. yeah. And that's one of the twists. Yeah, that's one of the twists. <laughs> when you when you get what you do is you watch the same perspective of Lawrence Fishburne over and over again in all the cop scenes until you get to one of them who's gone rogue. <laughs> that's a that's a that's another film entirely. 
like just seeing a, a film from the perspective of so many people and they all happen to be clones <laughs> So confuse the fuck out of Because you. you think it's linear, yeah. but actually it's the same day from different people. But the like, thing is, right, you see the same scene coming up. It's kind of like... And you're like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's someone else? It's kind of like uh, what happened to Monday. Kind of, before yeah. Before the reveal. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, what is this? It's, it's definitely directed by Chris Nolan, this movie. Because it'd be confusing as fuck. Yep, yep, exactly. It's messing around with with time time, and what's going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and I think Chris Nolan would make it even more confusing by adding different perspectives in the perspectives. Yeah, I I think Chris Nolan thinks that humans have the potential to become like timeless beings, to see through the fourth (laughs) dimension, you know, like... um, Yeah. You know what I mean? Well... (laughs) Does he think Interstellar is like a documentary or something that he made? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. yeah. I just think he thinks that he's, he's training the, his audiences yeah. to perceive time in a non-linear fashion. He's, he's training... He, he watched 2001 A Space Odyssey yeah. and was like, we're headed, that's where we're headed. I'm going to make films for that space, baby. Yeah, and, and it's like, he thinks that if we can perceive time in a non-linear fashion... We will transcend our physical bodies. Yeah, yeah. That that film we've just pitched. I'd I'd ruin it by calling it clones. <laughs> clones with a Z. <laughs> yeah, clones with a Z. <laughs> so it's like you, you go in just like yeah, this is these are definitely clones. That's the twist. <laughs> like, like Planet of the Apes having the, <laughs> having the Statue of Liberty on the poster. <laughs> so anyway, that was Oi Mate. That was Oi Mate. Thank you, Connor, for that one. So from Phil Walters, we've got. Cat bin lady. Cat bin? Oh. So this, this is, is this a is, real criminal. This is a true crime. Yeah, this is true crime. True crime. Um, uh, only one victim that we know of. Yeah. Yeah. The cat. A, a cat got put in a bin yeah. by a lady. Yeah. Um, so are we Are we going to do like the... Expose. We, uh, so here's, here's my pitch for this. Because yeah. if you haven't seen it, this is just a... Um, a, a short video yeah. that was like went round social media of a woman just grabbing a cat off a wall, opening a wheelie bin, and chucking it in, yeah. and then closing the wheelie bin. Do we ever find out why she did I, it? I don't. At this point, I don't care. Yeah. Because what I'm gonna do is start with a kind of Joker esque, like, <laughs> like here's the worst day she could possibly I, have had. I love. Yeah. Like. And then, um, like have her see this cat right mm. uh like separated only by the fact that like this cat is like the one ray of sunlight yeah it's kind of making making her feel better okay and she decides actually no i'm evil and just puts it in the bin <laughs> so so right she's struggling to get a job yeah She's down all the luck. Yeah. Uh, she's trying to get a job at the shelter. Yeah. At the cat shelter. <laughs> sure, sure. Because I'm just, I'm just thinking Joker wants to be a comedian. Mm-hmm. Cat bin lady wants to work at a cat shelter. Sure. Yeah. Or, or, um, her plans for a cat cafe fell through because I can't remember the story. Um, the Per Cat Cafe, mm. which is a cafe in America yeah that uh, a YouTuber called Frederick Newton did a 
kind of like down the rabbit hole on. Right. And and the person running this cafe mm. was insane. She okay. wouldn't get like the the correct like animal protection laws yeah. and stuff like she wouldn't go with that and and just like the cat cafe just ran out of business and like once she left and declared bankruptcy they were like oh shit no she just left a load of people like in the lurch yeah, yeah like so i think we should go with that and just sure. have hints hints at that as well yeah and and just so my my aim with this movie yeah. would be to bait the audience into thinking that this is going to be almost like a humanizing for her yeah but I want that moment, that schism, <laughs> to be that this is an objective choice she's made. Yeah. That she just wants to do this. Yeah. As a bad person. Okay, so she she's kind of having an alright time then. She's like not, like she's having no, she's having a bad day. Okay. But it starts to pick up just before she does this. Okay, right, right. So so like the cat cafe is kind of falling through, there's been no yeah. customers. But and and basically, I want it to be a trick. Yeah. The 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 bad day at the start is a trick. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> why would we call this movie Cat Bin Lady? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, so so no, because they know it's gonna be. They know what the end of this movie is. Yeah, yeah. Is her going to jail for putting a cat in a bin? <laughs> But um, being fired into the sun, yeah, quite rightly, is that new law? Uh, that oh was yeah, the, that was the new law that was passed after her um, fired into yeah, the sun, um, yeah. and they made it retroactive. I, I love how I love how they put that law into effect, but yet she was she was dismissed. Mm. <laughs> the, the the judge went, no, no, no I, not I'm one. not not this one. Yeah. Maybe the next, the next one. Next one. The next yeah. one. If, if someone um, because this is just brand new. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we should have the threat of it looming there, but not. Uh, but yeah, I, I, th- I think I think you want to kind of have that like, oh, this, oh so is this going to be the reason mm. that she puts that cat in that bin? Yeah, and it turns out no, she was just evil all along. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> like we can have her all all the bad things that she's got no control of, like like the the cat cafe's going under. And she gets. We, she gets, she we gets can, yeah, that's brilliant. Actually, we find out that her she, she's reading like bills. Yeah, and she's like, "How am I gonna? How am I gonna keep this business afloat?" Yeah, and then she's uh, making up. Uh, she's on on um, uh, like doing graphic design for posters, saying like, "Save the cat cafe." Yeah, and then she's like, she gets splashed by a bus. Yeah, and then like you know she drops and and they they go all soggy. Yeah, and like uh, her her I don't know, landlord is like, "Nope, we're kicking you kicking out if you can't pay rent." She's like, "My cat cafe is about to go under." And yeah, like it's all going wrong yeah and then she gets she wins the lottery she she gets the message through that she's got a job at like a different firm like like she was going to do this cat cafe but she's just she she applied for a job a while back and they're like yeah you've got it yeah and then she's like well uh, never mind then and just puts a puts a almost like a a metaphorical cat, but also <laughs> a literal cat in yeah, the bin. Yeah. And then, when she's in jail, mm. we cut to, um, uh, we we cut to like a um. Oh yeah, there's a whole other aspect of this story, which is to uh. say, the internet found her. Yeah, it wasn't the police who found her; it was the internet. The internet. And so you've got a load of people online searching. 
um, searching for like her and her her, her details. Yeah. It turns out, yeah, the cats she'd bought for this cat cafe are in horrible conditions. Yeah, yeah. So so she like she she was. You feel as though she's a good person yeah. that's just having a bad day, and yeah. then she and then she makes the active choice <laughs> after sort of getting some good news like you think oh she's on the way up she's mm-hmm. on the way up she walks across the road yeah. puts a cat in the mm-hmm. in the bin yeah and then that gets found out by the internet yeah. and then and then and then they find Pandora's box stuff. is yeah. opened and and this is like i want the audience to feel betrayed mm. by her yeah you know, they've been baited into feeling sympathy for this woman. Oh. And now you find out that not only was it just a bad day, she was bad before any of this. Yeah. She was being mean to cats before the bin incident. Yeah. And and the internet is piecing that apart. She's, yeah. And you oh, realise wow. you've been shown a completely different lens. I both love and hate <laughs> that do this. Yeah. There's a film last year, uh, was it A Promising Young Woman that did this mm. last year? And Jesus Christ, <laughs> it was great for it. But yeah. like, oh my God. It's <laughs> like, ah, oh, you bastard. Uh, I think, um, yeah, Bowser from the Nerdist is in it as one of the internet sleuths. <laughs> uh, Bowser from the Nerdist? Yeah. Oh, the... Um, uh, the the goth man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know, guy. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's in it. Um, uh, who else is the internet sleuth? Who's playing? Who's playing the woman? The wo- oh yeah. Who's playing yeah. the evil cat woman? Uh, Meryl Streep. Meryl I think Streep. I think we're going for Oscar bait with this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, we are. We are. <laughs> Meryl Streep <laughs> having a bad day. Um, she's played the Iron Lady. Yeah, <laughs> she's now, played now. some real villains. Yeah. <laughs> He's played some, played some real, real horrible real pieces of work. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> real villains of the working class. I mean, yeah, villains of, of humanity. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. The Margaret. devil. <laughs> the devil. What wears Prada? Yeah, oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah a... I think she wears Prada in yeah. that. So she must be the devil. She's the devil, yeah. and uh, and then she's also played the Iron Lady, the devil, the devil, um, and uh, and um, yeah, now Captain Lady, the, the devil. devil. Yeah. She's played three devils, which I think is a sign of the apocalypse. <laughs> Meryl Streep to play three, <laughs> three devils. devils. Yeah, it's written in the Bible, and it's really weird that it's written in the Bible. Uh, yeah, Meryl Streep actually translates in Sanskrit to devil thrice. <laughs> <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> of course, I also really like the the courtroom scene to be done on Skype. Yes, and and have the the in judge a, in uh, a kind of um, uh, in a kind of uh, Hanford Parish Council way. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah in a kind of Hanford Parish Council. <laughs> someone, way. someone's hoovering in the background. Yeah. <laughs> but but also uh, one of the judges left a filter on, and it's a cat filter. <laughs> so, so she thinks she's. I'm sorry, I don't know how to turn this off. <laughs> I am not a cat. <laughs> Do you remember that video yeah. from uh, earlier last year? I yep. think it was. Yep. But yeah, uh, she's I'm like, not... this is a bias. This <laughs> <laughs> is kangaroo court. Uh, cat, actually. Cat, cat court. <laughs> so we have um, cat bin cat lady. Cat bin lady, yep. So from Reese Howe, we've got Chumblethorpe meat strainer in Larceny in the library. <laughs> Ch- 
Trumblethorpe meat strainer yeah, yeah. in larceny in the library. What's larceny again? Is larceny is, is just, yeah, yes. Grand, grand larceny is just basically theft. So this is someone not giving their library books back yeah, and yeah. going back to get more. But Trumblethorpe meat strainer really feels like a, um, uh, what's his name? Uh... Like a big butcher man. Black Widow. Uh, oh, Ray Winston. Ray Winstone. Yeah, Ray Winstone. Ray Winstone character. Yeah. She betrayed her people. People. <laughs> she betrayed her people. It's going to be my new get into Nata- Ray Winston. Natasha Romanov. <laughs> Natasha Romanov. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a bad, I'm a bad man. Um, I'm a so bad that's Russian him doing man. Russian. Is he Russian in this one? Trumblethorpe meets strainer? I, I think he's... Uh, <laughs> I think it doesn't matter. It, does, it doesn't matter. We just give him any nationality, and he's gonna do his Ray Winston voice. Well, I think Chumblethorpe sounds like he's kind of from the uh, from the West Country. Okay, yeah. so he's doing a West Country accent. Yeah, Ray yeah. Winston. like he's sort of kind of Kentish. I'm from the or, West Country. Yeah, like sort of you know somewhere in the south, south, uh, Kent's in the southeast, but you know like somewhere in the southwest, south yeah. of England. Fucking hell, that's lush. Lush, lush. <laughs> just, I'm just putting the only bit of of dialect Oi. from the West Country. Oh, I love it. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it, I do. Clover. I bloody love butter. <laughs> Me. Um, so, Chumble thought me straight. I think... Yeah. The the thing is, he um, misunderstands what library fines are and thinks that the library has a cache of loads of money. Oh, shit. He's an ex-con, mm. ex-East End gangster, yeah. who's been working in a library as a kind of community service thing, okay. right? Comes across this list of library fines oh. and thinks... If we could steal these, we could go out and legally steal money from other from, from people who owe money to the library. <laughs> like, if there's a central database, uh, this is the thing. It's like a heist thing that he wants to do. Yeah, it's a central database of everyone who owes library fines. So it's it's before he starts conning people out of money by pretending to be yeah. Library bailiff. Well, he you know he used to be a a, a debt collector, like yeah. break your a loan shark sort of break your legs guy. Yeah, and he thinks this is like a legal way to do it. No, no one ever fucking pays. Him. <laughs> no, no one ever fucking pays a library debts. <laughs> he's 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 got got him around this like the, the library after after hours. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think we make it quite humanizing. That, like the library, the library is about to close. Yeah, for good because nobody's <laughs> paid their debts, oh. and he's like, you know, uh, but he right. So here's the thing. I, I, okay, I think I've got this. He only wants to do good. Yeah, but he can't get his people involved without telling them there's a big payout. That and I, I think he's he's trying to do, he's trying to do his best. Yeah, but he can only use the skills that he's, <laughs> that he's honed yeah, in, yeah. in crime over yeah, the yeah. years. So like he's I don't think he's I don't think he's getting in touch with his with his, his old, old contacts gang buddies. Yeah. I think what he's doing is is. Um, getting the other librarians, the other involved librarians in, in, involved in, in, in threatening. What's it? What's it called? Uh, um, extortion. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So they care so much about this library that yeah. they, they go with this gangster's plan. <laughs> and we've got Maggie Smith. 
Yeah. She's she's the old lady who doesn't really know what's going on, but yeah. she's there as a volunteer. Uh-huh. Uh, we've got uh, Florence Pugh, yeah. uh, who is the young librarian person. Yes. Uh, we have. I think we've got, um, what's his name? Um, uh, Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston, who is, who yeah. is kind of the the weedy um, sort of uh, round bespectacled sort of like bookish uh, yes. guy who's scared of everything and sort of like uh, uh, and you have that conflict between like this old East London gangster yeah. and this guy who really doesn't want to get involved. Yes, um, I'm, I'm thinking weirdly Dylan Moran from si- uh, Simon Pegg and the Dead. Yeah, Short yeah. Of the Dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah, that kind of guy uh, yeah. meets meets Milo from Atlantis. For yeah. Some yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't well, know where I'm getting these round glasses. From. Yes, yeah, the round glasses <laughs> and the, the, the thin weedy, guy glasses. weedy nerd bloke. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, th- I think um, there's another sort of few. Co- just just grab just grab whoever's been on like doing the circuit of the uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, of the British comedy panel shows. <laughs> Yeah. Just grab a few. Yeah. Ashlyn B. She's been shitloads of stuff yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go with um, Nigel Ung. Yeah. He's been on a lot of panel shows recently. Yeah. David Mitchell turns up. He's always on him. He's always there. Yeah, he's the yeah. main library guy. Yeah, he's the he's main... The, he's the one who looks after the... He's the... Um, he's the property developer. Oh. That has ownership. He has stakes in like the the central library yeah. thing, but he's running it into the ground because he wants to redevelop the space uh, as a high rise car park. Yeah. And um, that's that. Therein we find our our kind of like big. It's more of a heist movie than a thing, but it's based on a, re- re- a true story. A true story. So it, it it's. Um... I mean, he goes to jail for orchestrating this, yeah, this thing yeah, again, yeah. but at least he goes to jail knowing he did some good for the community. Yes, and and this is the thing. This is when we see like Maggie Smith sat on a pile of money. Yeah, like um... <laughs> that's, that's a great visual. <laughs> like like a kind of. <laughs> Scrooge McDuck style pile of money and he goes back to prison yeah. but then we cut to like the the rest of them like <laughs> Scrooge McDucking their way through the library yeah and but this has to be set in the past right yeah I, I was just about to say no one's going to the library let alone <laughs> not giving the books back yeah this is it's a historical account of, yeah. of what happened in the 70s yeah there we go <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I quite like that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was his name again? Chumble Chumblethorpe Meat Strainer. Oh, Chumblethorpe Milk oh, Meat Strainer. Oh, Chumblethorpe Meat Strainer. <laughs> From the West Country. From the West Country. <laughs> From Land's End. <laughs> let's see. <laughs> He's playing East End gangster Chumblethorpe Meat Strainer, who's also from Land's End. Let's say that. There we go. So, from Jeff Beard, we've got Litterer. Oh, the most heinous crime in the world. Oh, it's the worst, isn't it? Litterer. Litterer. I'm thinking this is set in the 90s when littering was way more of a big deal. Oh, yeah. Because we, at that time, didn't really... Un- like, you know, small things are yeah. different from the 90s to now. Like, the ocean wasn't on fire. Um, it wasn't? It wasn't. The ocean God. wasn't on fire... Um, like hundreds and of millions of gallons of oil hadn't been sp- spilt by uh, by BP. Yeah. So you know the big things mattered more. Yeah. You know, like the the important things mattered more. The old school stuff mattered more. Like dropping a crisp packet on the ground. Yeah. 
Um, and so, <laughs> and so, like, we we're gonna take that purer time, yeah, and invent a criminal who was doing all of the littering that made that a problem. Because <laughs> the only way you could you could make like um, that Ferrari about littering mm. make sense now, when there are oh. so much bigger things happening, is oh. it's like it's this is like Zodiac. Mm-hmm. or something this is told from the perspective of the police yeah. someone's been littering but doing it fucking weirdly yeah yeah and not this... only weirdly but very well yeah whole beaches yeah. are just suddenly full of one specific kind of can I, I was I was thinking like this could be set in a world where or like yeah <laughs> that's a really good one but this could be set in a world where littering is like no nonsense, like straight to jail. Yeah. If you're caught littering, yeah. like we're really cracking down on littering. Yeah. Uh, and this one, say, just just serial felon. Yeah. Is going around just just for the thrill. Yeah. Of of committing a crime. Mm-hmm. Um, and this all stems from someone who went up and down uh, a road near her house, stapling bread. Yeah. to trees mm-hmm. why yeah no. why would they do that nobody knows yeah um and it is it's a it's a local urban urban sort of it's not it's a legend i suppose it's it's it really so, happened yeah it, it, it it's a local legend this person who stapled slices of bread, slices to, trees. Of bread to trees they must have just gone like one night just yeah. stapling yeah every tree on this road um, had, had a slice of bread and we don't know why we still don't know why I've no idea is the zodiac for the modern age, um, <laughs> uh, and um, <laughs> but yeah, like I think that you're right. There is like extremely harsh fines for litterers. Yeah, um, I think we have the whole red herring moment in the middle where they think they've caught someone yes. do- doing it, but like it turns out that he was just like carrying the same kind of bag. Yeah, uh, as the as the uh, as was found at the scene of the crime. It's an awful lot of. Pepsi clear crystal Pepsi <laughs> cans you've got going there. Yeah, I just I just really like crystal Pepsi. What's what's wrong? Well, well, it seems we've found on the beach just down the road. <laughs> it's full of crystal Pepsi cans. <laughs> Is it Pepsi crystal? Crystal Pepsi, yeah, yeah. Crystal Pepsi. I was just like, what's the most obscure but like famous soft drink? Quite nineties, yeah, eighties, isn't it? Crystal Pepsi, but yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. It's like a decade later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is why it's like yeah I just, I just kept them and then they're like we've got him we've yeah, got him take him away yeah um, <laughs> just like but but I was <laughs> I was I was in another city yeah. last night but they don't care this but, this 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 organisation like the, the, the police don't care yeah. they've got their man well apart from um Selma Hayek yeah who is <laughs> yeah who is like not sure yeah so, well, the alibi checks out. Why are we arresting this person? Like, she's, like, obsessed with justice. Like, yeah. we can't just do this for, a, for to fill a quota. The to, government to make wants their man. We've found, as far as I'm concerned, we've found her. Um, no, no. Oh, who is it? It's, um, uh, it's uh, Kumail, uh, Kumail Nanjiani is the police chief. <laughs> okay. So, the government wants their man. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, we, uh, we, we found the litterer. No, no, Kamel's character. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Hayek. We cannot just go around arresting people if if they are if, if just for liking Pepsi Crystal. I know we all would like to. <laughs> I like how Summer Hayek's also a bit Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we would like to, <laughs> but th- this guy has a, has an alibi. He's innocent. <laughs> He's innocent, Kamel Nagiani's character. So, so uh, end up- Officer uh, <laughs> Officer Hayek, there's nothing I can do. Okay, we're done. We're done here. So, so this person's wrongly accused. Yes. Yeah. That they are rightly accused of liking Crystal Pepsi. Yeah, um, <laughs> which is a, it's another crime. Which is a, like, to be fair, <laughs> like it's it's one of those things where it's like the the the, the lawyer tried to get him on a yeah, on a lesser say, charge. Yeah, that's charge is like, listen, if you admit to this, maybe we'll 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 drop we'll, we'll get you on it. We'll, we'll sort of put you on this on this lesser charge of liking well, Crystal Pepsi. Well, my client wasn't wasn't even in the thing, but but seeing as you've got no. No other, uh, no other culprit. We're gonna have to go with the. Le- it's David Lynch. <laughs> We're gonna have to go with the lesser charge on this one. He's, he's, Your Honor. He was not guilty of littering the beach with cans of Crystal Pepsi, but he was guilty of liking Crystal Pepsi in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> which we plead guilty to. Now, aren't we all just fans of Crystal Pepsi? And and he <laughs> just making a rhetorical <laughs> argument, and then he also gets put in jail. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So um, Sal so, so Hayek is is on like on the, they think yeah. they've caught someone. Yeah, but and, but she's she's going further. Yeah, going further. Like she she's gonna delve deeper. I think it's just one. Of, Gonna be one of those unsolved crimes. Yeah, I think I think like there is a a point at which, um, like she stumbles upon the place this person has been, um, uh, operating from because mm. it's got one of every thing. <laughs> yeah, that, everything um, that's that, been that's been that's been put. Yeah. Um, the the thing I think the criminal should leave a calling card. Yeah. So so like it's all different things. Well, like what, the what's the calling card? The what's the calling card of someone it's, who? It's, it's like the Zodiac killer. It's just, it's just they've they've the, cut out a load of newspaper things and just written a letter and. Gone. It's an arrangement of of whatever they've littered with. Yes. In a wide open space, a wide open space of beauty, like a national park. Yes. Yeah. You're like, and there's a scene where they read it out, like in Zodiac, where it's just like, "You will never get me." I am everywhere and I will litter again and stuff like that. <laughs> so it's like but there's clues into yeah. what they're going to do next. And if you and if you the the viewer read the clues you find out that it's just a raccoon. <laughs> it's a really clever raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and this this raccoon is is in shot yeah. every time the police turn up yeah, to yeah, like yeah. the crime scene yeah we show a lot of we show a lot of wildlife because we want to emphasise yeah. in the direction um, just how beautiful these these national parks are yeah and so there are lots of nature shots mm. but if you look back whenever the police turn up there's a raccoon there's a shot of a raccoon escaping <laughs> yes yeah so <laughs> 
<laughs> just escaping up into, into the distance, like, ru- like running away into the, into the mist. Yeah. Yeah. You just think, oh, yeah, and then there's a bird flying away, and then there's a, as the car pulls up, yeah. and there's a, a, you know, all that sort of thing. But actually, you put it all together, there was a raccoon at every, every crime scene. So there we go. That was uh, Littera. And from fingers to hand, we've got life's a pitch, then somebody dies. Oh, very nice. Now I put this one in because this is this is your like third Tom, isn't it? This uh, uh, you weren't supposed to find out about that. Well, well, I did. So here we are. I've seen um, all the other skeletons in the in the life's a pitch closet. So there's going to be a break in programming, uh, listeners. As um, it's all right. I'll go out quietly. It's fine. Just. just yeah, well, I was going to say your clone's nearly ready. Yeah. Um, the next one, because usually it's around this time. You're a little bit early on this one. Uh, it's a bit weird that they do keep finding out faster. Mm. Um, it's every thirty-six or so episodes. Isn't every it? thirty-six, yeah. yeah. Um, but the the clones are usually ready by then. This is going to be a break, just while I get the next one ready. Yeah. Um, so well, uh, I'll, I'll just I'll just get the pillow then and just, yeah. just pop it on. Yeah, you do you do that. How gonna do the talker? If I got the towel on my face. Um, we'll probably just end it. Okay, probably. Yeah. Um, we'll end it in a, in a minute. Uh, I'm just gonna read out these. You keep doing that. Yeah. I'm gonna read out the um the patron names. All right. Okay. Okay. Let's, yeah. let's do that. Okay. So, uh, you know, the cloning process is quite expensive. Um, it's one of the bigger upkeep costs of the podcast. So we do like to say thank you to um, uh, to to our patrons who help us uh, keep the um, the the lights on, even though mm. I'm constantly um, having to clone and kill uh, copies of Tom once they find all the other clones. Mm. Um, uh, but so we say thank you to Brandon Spanky Mills. Tom, are you okay? You barely touched your nutrition brick, TM. Mix Bisque, a new podcast echo. Wrong 80s, sorry. Headed further back. Jeremy L. Kayyem. Stephen D. Thomas. Fuck! Tom, you dare turn your back on the Eldar Death Squad and seek succour with the Buccaneers. You've made, you've made a grave error. Fingers to hand. Time prime crime. The nonsense radar is beeping up in 1383 in a village called Bisky Origin. James Delaney... Well, now, everybody, I, be- I bethink we've arrived at safe. Dust spread out and behold for bisque. Mine own Benton Phillips, behold, yonder bakery hath a sign for new bisques, and tis owned by Brent Black. Our fusty cousin Brent Black, that gent did sit- didst this, perish the bethought. Behold here, the bisque bakery is right next to the River Thames, and there's wheaty malt leaking in. There was a funny name here once. It's gone now. Joseph Hegarty. A pace fetches the cork to stymie the floweth of bisque afore it infects London. Cutie patootie. Nutrition bricks flammability depends upon its mood. Mine own lead, the very idea of corking yon vile pipe maketh mine own zones itcheth. Alex NSFW. Ooh, excusing me, sirs. Did one of you sayeth the beast needing a big cork for yon their pipe? We did get one down at the Messrs. Victorian orphanage. Hark! The Herald Angels sing for the second account I created to join this stupid ARG. Alright gang, I got the motorbikes. What's going on? Egad's a lightsaber! Max Bisk. 
Mine own laird! Mine own laird! The peasants are revolting! Those gents are at the gates demanding my, thy stockpiles of bisque. Captain Eden has commandeered this podcast, and I, Matt, are joining their crew of rowdy buccaneers. Sorry, Tom. Continuing this story is stretching the limits of my creativity, and fie those distemperate doors are pacing on! Placate the those folk with a period-appropriate outro ditty. So, um, oh, I'm just going to open the uh, open the case here. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. Ready to? Uh, we're just uh, ready to record the outro. Okay, here. Yeah, just had a nice snooze. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Good little Sorry, nap. Dozed off a bit there. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah thank you to all the patrons yes thank you thank you very thank much you, thank you to all the patrons um, I, I, don't, want... I don't know where any of this money goes no, by the way um, it just yeah, like it's you know the upkeep cost of the podcast yeah we talked about this yeah of course yeah yeah but I think it doesn't Never mind, never mind. Uh, I was just doing some maths in my head. There like, is. Oh, we weird. know you're not good at maths. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, if you want to become a part of this process, mm. um, then you can uh, get, go over to patreon.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast, where you can give us um, a little bit of money each month to help um, help us make the podcast, help the uh, help with those costs, um, can't they? Um, and they can get you can get some stuff for yourself. You can get a vote on the genre. You can get behind the scenes stuff. You can get a bonus pitch every single week. So there's loads to go uh, over yes. there, and there are hours, hours of pitches. There's loads of stuff yeah. on there. So go over there, check it out, and uh, yeah, um, get yourself one dollar a month. Gets you a vote each week on the on the genre. Absolutely. So uh, there we have it. So we end the show as we always do with the Yes Very Clever Award, which is the award we give out to someone who's given a title. And just had a bit of fun with it because yep. it's because it's already pretty much a film <laughs> title uh, that already exists. So right, I was going to give it to someone first. I was going to give it to my dad. Yeah, given us Nightmare on Downing Street. Yeah, because not only is it yes very clever. Yep. it's yes very topical. Oh, very <laughs> topical. There, <laughs> <laughs> they're having they're having far from a nightmare on Downing Street nowadays. Oh, Peter. Oh, Peter McGrath. What a what a laugh. <laughs> and, uh, Very clever. But, right, I gave it to this one. I gave it to Fingers to Hand, who gave us Who Framed Michael Jordan? <laughs> it's good! It's good, isn't it? It's good. Because he did a movie with, with a lot of cartoons, did, like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Would probably get sectioned for telling the truth. Yes! <laughs> so, until next week, I've been Tom McGrath. I've been Matt Turner. Remember who pitched it. Who pitched it?